The Cardinals AFC West Roadshow. That's probably not real accurate. Roadshow, not quite accurate. They're on the road again this week. How about that? Uh, they play at Seattle on Sunday. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. Don't think it's a roadshow at all. They wish it was a roadshow. Now joined in the sports zone by Greg Bell, the Tacoma News Tribune. And Greg, always good to have you on the show. I'm having difficulty assessing the Seahawks because of the offensive line injuries and the defense looked like the 85 Bears against the Giants. I know they're not quite that good. So I, I really have no clue what to make of the Seahawks at this point. And then I was even more confused watching the Bengals game last week. So, Greg, you got to help me out here. What do you think of the Seahawks after the first five games? Well, hi. Good morning. They are much better than they even may, they may have expected on defense, at least have been so far. They've stopped the run. They were 30th in the league last year doing that. Now they're number one yards per carry allowed, 3.2 yards per carry. It was the off-season focus. They spent a ton of money. Brought Bobby Wagner back. They did their defensive line with only one returning starter in the front seven. And it's worked, at least so far. Jaron Reed at nose tackle has been very good. Jamont Jones, a big-ticket free agent from Denver, has been very good. And so far, so good defensively. And they really were encouraged, as encouraging as a loss team. That's what it was in Cincinnati for them because of how the defense played. They allowed two touchdowns in the first two drives for Joe Brew and company in Cincinnati, and then nothing for the rest of the game. The final 42 minutes, the only points Cincinnati scored was on a field goal that Geno Smith's interception gave them, and Cincinnati got a zero-yard drive to those points. So defensively, they are almost reassured in that all that they did in the offseason so far is working Number five overall pick, Devin Witherspoon, has been fantastic Yeah, so far in his first four games. And he's playing nickel, and not a lot of rookies do that. He's playing in, in passing downs. He goes inside a nickel. They're having 85 90% of the time almost nickel because of how good he's been and the fact that he can also tackle against the run. So the offense, as you know, Smith had a really bad day in Cincinnati, and that's been the concern this week of, Red zone, third down, and just being better offensively. You mentioned the offense. You know they've obviously had some offensive line injuries. Uh, yeah, you know, I understand this is a not a great question, but how much of that offensive line has hindered the and slowed down the offense? Well, yes, mostly the protection issues against Cincinnati led to a lot of things. You know, Smith making poor decisions. Really, really bad decisions. Not throwing the two wide open receivers. He had DK Metcalf in the second quarter. He dismissed him. He had Jackson Smith and Jigba, their first round draft pick, open in the left slot for a touchdown in the second half and didn't throw the ball. He threw two interceptions, which was twice as many as he had for the season going into that game. And he got sacked four times and hit quite a bit. They've had, they have not had their starting tackles play since week one. When Charles Cross and Abe Lucas both got injured, Lucas won't play on Sunday. He's still on injured reserve. Charles Cross came back last week at Cincinnati, but Jake Curran is still the right tackle, or at least has been. He played hurt. He got twisted an ankle in the first quarter and played on that, and the Bengals really victimized him. Uh, their both starting guards have been injured for the last several weeks. Damian Lewis, the left guard, is likely to come back to play for the first time couple weeks after an ankle injury on the right side phil haynes played hurt last week he may not play this week 
the really the only constant that's been at center, Evan Brown, they signed in the offseason for Detroit, and now Brown's hurt. He hasn't practiced all week because of a hip injury. They could end up having to go with their rookie fifth-round pick with Timmy at center, who's the center of the future. They really like him. He may end up getting his first career start on Sunday against the Cardinals. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. It's even more than I thought. So, yeah, Geno Smith, uh, I think it's safe to say, has been up and down so far this season. Uh, you know, how much of that is because of the injuries? Is there maybe a little concern or wonderment of whether you know we're finding out why he was a backup quarterback for so many years? Well, I, I don't know if it's fair to judge him. I've so many line offensive line issues, and they haven't really committed to a running game yet. Kenneth Walker. And Zach Charbonnet are supposed to be the one-two running offense for Seattle, and they haven't used them consistently at all. And Shane Waldron, their offense coordinator play caller, tends to just forget about them at times. They don't run the ball as consistently as Pete Carroll has said he wants to, and really as they need to. When Smith was so good last year on his way to a Pro Bowl in the playoffs, it's when Walker was running the ball and getting 100-yard games, making defenses really honest and having to play both run and pass. And when Seattle is not running, the defenses will tee off on this offensive line. And that has always been a problem back to before Russell Wilson. And Wilson at times used to extend plays, create plays with the offensive line, really not doing anything for him. Smith is not that type of quarterback. And he does need a running game and some protection in order to not get himself into mistakes that, like that game. Now, having said that, the Bengals game almost was a one-off. He was—he's been so generally good this first year plus as Seattle starter that the Seahawks do have reason to believe because Cincinnati was a one-off and an anomaly. But look for Seattle to run the ball more than they have this season on Sunday to try to get that offense back balanced. Of course, then the Cardinals gave up 200 yards rushing to one guy right. in the second half last week. <laughs> so I'm sure that contributes uh, to the uh, you know the running the running the ball maybe more this week. Greg Bell, the Tacoma News Tribune, currently in the Sports Zone. Okay, so you mentioned Russell Wilson and uh, you know basically making plays uh, uh, and out you know when pressured and so forth. The Cardinals fans have seen plenty of that over the years. They've also seen plenty of Tyler Lockett over the years. He's had some monstrous games against the Cardinals. Does he like start celebrating like on a Wednesday when they play the Cardinals during that same week? <laughs> You're right. He has had huge games against Arizona. Uh, he he and, Ty, and DK Metcalf have had something of an understated season. So far, not a lot of targets, not a lot of big plays down the field. And really the passing game in general has kind of been that way so far. It's as though there's a big game coming. He's still very good on third down, really good in the red zone. Those are, those are the kind of things that if he has a big game, that's when he's doing it. Red zone and third down and, and – that is usually when defenses have a hard time stopping Tyler Lockett. Now, again, Geno Smith needs time and protection to wait for those kind of things to develop, and that's something he hasn't had this season. I know I've asked you this before. I'm going to ask you again. What, what impresses you most about Lockett? Just his ability to be get open and play big for how small he is. You know his stature. We've all seen him. He's just If you saw him on the street, you wouldn't think he was an NFL 
football player or even a wide receiver, not one as prolific as he's been. And he's he's really durable. I mean, he has had some injuries. He broke his leg about six years ago on a Christmas Eve game against the Cardinals up here in Seattle. Uh, but aside from that, he's been pretty durable. He came back from a broken finger hand issue last year and missed just one game and came back quickly from it. And the teammates, of course, love him. He's, he's now the elder statesman of the team, the one who's been here the longest continuously, and the utmost respect. And when things are really breaking down, or when they really need to play, Geno Smith looks to 16 Lockett because of the trust that the entire team has for him. Greg, we're going to call you back because we're having some connection problems on our end, so we'll give you a real call back here in a couple seconds. So hang in there with us. Uh, once again, we'll get back to Greg Bell from the Coma News Tribune in a couple of moments. I've talked about this Lockett thing forever. I mean, actually, the Cardinals, uh, especially when Patrick Peterson was here, have done a pretty good job against Metcalf for the most part. In fact, they did a really good job in a lot of those years. But uh, Lockett was just destroy them. Uh, you know, he was you know he lined up everywhere, you know, primarily in the slot, and the Cardinals have had you know, issues covering. Running backs and players in the slot for many years through many coaches and so forth, and Lockett seems to be the guy that has maybe feasted upon that as much as any uh, opponent the Cardinals have had uh, for many years. So uh, we'll see. Uh, they need to try to figure out how to change that. And the Cardinals obviously have had some issues covering people this year, no matter where they're you know, tight ends, running backs, or wide receivers. All right, uh, good to have you back. Thanks for hanging there with us. Uh, you mentioned Walker. Uh, how would you assess him? Uh, you know, being a four or five games now, I guess five games now into his second year of the NFL. Well, this season again, I think, Bob, it's it's tough to say where is Kenneth Walker when he's had seven, eight different offensive linemen and a bunch of fill-ins that blocked in front of him. He's very good at making something out of nothing. He's had a lot of nothing. He's had to have a lot of missed tackles in the backfield a lot of waiting for blocks to develop and waiting and waiting. Sometimes they don't develop. I really I expect Seattle to run the ball more effectively, especially in the red zone, than they've tried to. And, again, they just have gotten away from the run uh, on early down, in red zone. Part of the reason they've been so bad on third downs, they've had a lot of third and longs because they just either don't run the ball or haven't been effective doing it on early downs. I, I, every week I say, well, look for them to run the ball or try to recommit to the run. Uh, you mentioned Arizona's problem stopping the run. If there was ever a game here in the first six of the season that they would run the ball more, you think it would be this one. And that's what mm -hmm. I would expect. I, I would expect a lot of Kenneth Walker on Sunday. Okay, we talked a little bit about You mentioned the defense, and uh, you're certainly strong against the run. So I guess if you're an offensive coordinator, you would try to attack the Seahawks through the air. Well, their secondary is the strength of their defense. And I mentioned Witherspoon and Nickel. They have a Pro Bowl returner from last year as a rookie, Greek Woolen. Trey Brown had a very good game last week against Cincinnati. He made an interception on a back shoulder throw to Jamar Chase. It's very hard to do one-on-one. -on -one. And then they have Jamal Adams. He just last week played his first complete game in 13 months after the quadricep issue and then the concussion on the Monday night game against the Giants. And they have a Pro Bowl safety named Quandre Dick. There are a lot of reasons that they play five and six defensive backs so much. It's their base defense, and they think it's the strength of their team. They've improved the pass rush, at least the numbers-wise have improved the pass rush. 
recently. They had an 11 sack game against the Giants, the tightest team record. They had four sacks with Joe Burrow that really changed that game in Cincinnati. And Burrow had done 17 of his first 19 passes, throwing really quickly. And then they dropped into coverage, the Seahawks did, and blitzed less. And Burrow missed on nine of his next 15 throws. And as I said, Cincinnati scored only three points the final 42 minutes of the game. So they think they've really defensively, both against the run and the pass, uh, gotten so much better and tougher for offenses to scheme against. If I was playing against Seattle, I would continue to test the the front and running the ball. Because so far this season, teams that have had to rely on the pass have had a hard time against the blitzing and the varied looks that Seattle has in the secondary. Uh, Joshua Dobbs, to me, running the ball is the key of the game for Sunday for Seattle defensively and for Arizona on offense. I know Connor not being there is a big deal. But if I was planning against Seattle, I'd run and I'd run the quarterback. You mentioned, uh, you know, this, the the Seahawks blitzing and, and you know doing things differently on defense. Is how much has that changed in the last couple of years or with this group? Well, they've completely changed schematically. They went a little bit more of a three-four last year. Now this year, but more of a four-man front. Uh, they play an over front where they slide to the offensive strength. They used to not do that. They they have their I mentioned Jaron Reed, nose tackle. Sometimes he's head up on the nose on the center. Sometimes he's shading. Sometimes he's on the off the guard shoulder. That they have outside linebackers as their primary pass rushers instead of defensive ends. No more of Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, Chris Clemens, the defensive ends in the four three that used to be the edge rushers. Now their primary edge rushers are outside <laughs> linebackers. It's, uh, often stand up, Chenin Wosu, Boye Mafe, Daryl Taylor. They've completely changed up front. They blitz a lot more than they used to. This used to be in their heyday, Super Bowl days, Legion of Boom days, it was a 4-3 cover three defense, single high safety yeah. and everyone in the league knew it. And they didn't blitz much and they just said our Jimmys and Joes are better than yours. Well, that has changed obviously and, and Seattle has become much more varied. They blitzed more in the first six games than they did a lot more last, last, last season. Wow. Okay, the Seahawks a little more than a touchdown favorite on Sunday. Do you think the Seahawks cover the cover the number as a favorite? I do. I, I think they're going to get better offensively by running the ball, and I think they're going to have a lot of success running the ball. And uh, we'll see if the Seattle continues to be as good against the run as they've been this season. But um, the defense, the, the way they're playing defense. Uh, is going to keep them in a lot of games, even when their offense is as bad as it was against Cincinnati. They still only lost by four and came within a couple yards of winning that game. So yeah, there'd be there'll be major alarm for Seattle if they don't win this game somewhat handily. Okay, you're around Pete Carroll all the time. I, I'm I'm 66. He's a few years older than me. Uh, does he have like some special energy pills that I can get somewhere? <laughs> I know he eats well. <laughs> He's borderline well, vegan. that's 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 my first problem. <laughs> <laughs> he has an off-season home in, in Hawaii's North Shore that keeps him young and vibrant. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, there are secrets to his success, but uh, no doubt he's been rejuvenated. He's re he's overturned the team again. I mentioned how young they are. They have 15 rookies tied for the most in the league. More than 40 percent of their team are either first or second year guys. And it has really refreshed him and invigorated him. His message is new to almost half this team. 
Okay, so I got to eat better and somehow get a home in Hawaii. So yeah, okay, I got to work on that. I'm sure. Yeah, that's probably easy to do. No big deal. No big problem. I'll work on that in the, during the next commercial break here. Okay, yeah, thanks, Greg. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's going to happen. All right, Greg, good stuff as always. Thanks. Have fun on Sunday. All right, thanks. Happy weekend. Thanks. You too. Greg Bell, Tacoma News Tribune.